Hello and welcome back to What Goes Bump in the Night. This is your host, Trevor Jensen, and with me, as always, Riley Clark. Ooh, doggy. We just got done with episode 20, the recap, and boy, was that a blast. That was a lot of fun. Traveling back in What Goes Bump in the Night time. We just jumped in the DeLorean and shut the doors. Went back. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was a blast, so I still cannot believe we made it to that many episodes. Me either. It's hard to believe. Now we're on 21. We got even more coming. And we got a good story tonight. And this, by the way, is the sixth episode in the Does It Bump series. I mean, I fucked it up a little bit, but you know what series we're on. You know why you're here. We're listening to it. Yeah, and hopefully we got another story that can put some goosebumps on your skin. I can't wait to see which buzzer we get to hit at the end of this one. (laughs) All the different ones. Who knows what buzzer it could be. All right, without further ado, Riley, what are we reading? Who's it by? A very strange name, but the story is written by Egg Boy. 421. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say Egg Boy? I said Egg Boy. <laughs> All right, I dig it. I dig it good. But it is called The Woodland Stalker. Ooh. I used to live in a small, quiet cabin in the woods all by myself. It was my granddad's, and he gave it to me when he had died. I miss him. He used to tell me stories of his childhood. He lived in the cabin all his life. So he had plenty of scary tales to tell me at night. One of them scared my 12-year-old self so much, I didn't go visit him for a month. The story goes that deep in the woods lurks a creature. The locals call it the stalker. It had long, skinny limbs and blood-stained claws. Its mouth was filled with teeth made to rip through skin and break bones. Its eyes red like the blood of its prey. It has horns like a ram and a tail like a crocodile. Small and sharp spines run down its back. My granddad said that the creature waits for when its prey is most vulnerable, when they're scared. The stalker makes its presence known, but makes sure it's impossible to find. And when the victim is scared shitless, it strikes, tearing the animal or person apart and leaving nothing behind apart from a pool of blood. But now that I live in the house, and I'm an adult, I don't believe in the story. Well, I did until death tried to take me. This happened a year ago now, and it's the reason I haven't been to the cabin since. Alright, before you go any further, do we want to take a second to just... What the fuck is this chimera creature? Yeah, let's just draw this picture of what this thing is. It's called the stalker. It acts like a crocodile, looks like kind of like a crocodile, but it has horns like a goat i don't even know they, they threw a lot of different body parts in there at me at once it's got I mean, a barbed back after we listened and read you know episode 19 i'm not throwing anything out anymore <laughs> <laughs> i just i don't even know what kind of creature you could classify this as i would say it's a chimera beast <laughs> all right Let's, I want to find out more, so why don't you get back to it? Alrighty. It was a dark evening, and I had my friend David over. Me and him were close, and would hang out all the time. We used to, anyway. Me and him were sitting in the living room, playing on the Xbox, and chatting about girls, when we heard something from outside. Raccoons were pretty common where I lived, so I assured him that 
it was fun and we continued to play. We played until midnight and he eventually had to leave. David picked up his stuff and went to the door, but just before he opened it, there was a sound coming from my room. It sounded like an animal got into the house, but the noises and growling weren't like any animal I've ever heard. David and I slowly walked over to my room. I placed my shaking hand on the doorknob, but just as I opened the door, it slammed shut and locked. I was so scared out of my skin, and David was having none of this. He shouted, fuck this. David then ran out of the house and headed to his car, but there was one problem. His car was crushed. It looked like something fell onto it, but there was nothing. He turned to me and walked to the door. There was another noise. He stopped dead in his tracks outside. I ran to the kitchen and searched for a knife. As I frantically searched for a knife, I heard what sounded like running and David screaming. Ah, no! No! I jolted to the front door and saw it. The monster my granddad told me about. The stalker was real. It hunched over my friend's corpse, ripping out its insides and making them outsides. Then the monster was bigger than I thought. It was about the size of my minivan and David's car combined. The monster didn't see me yet, so I quickly went into the living room and picked up my phone. As I dialed 999, I could hear the crackling of bones and the growling of the stalker. peeked out of the front door, but to my fears, nothing was there apart from blood. Masses of blood. I stared in fear. Where the hell did it go? I whispered before I called the police. I could hear the growling of it again, but I couldn't see it. So like any rational person, I grabbed a weapon, that being a kitchen knife. I ran to my car, destroyed just like David's. With no other options, I decided to hide it out in the cabin. I turned around to my house to find the stalker standing right in front of me. Its teeth dripped with blood. Its eyes stared into my soul. Out of fear, I dropped my knife and stood there, frozen. I could see its face contort into a smile, and it began to talk in a deep, demonic voice. See you next year. Then darkness. I woke up in the hospital with my mom and brother next to me. They hugged me and told me that they had found me in the middle of the forest with bruises and cuts, and I don't remember ever leaving my cabin. It's now a year since the incident, and I've not forgotten what the stalker said to me. I don't know if it's going to get me, as I live 20 miles away from the cabin, but I don't know how far it can travel. I don't even know if it'll attack me. We'll just have to wait and see. Bum, bum, bum. Well, shit. Damn. <laughs> Fucking... Is it a demon? Is it a demon? Is it, is it creature demon? Is it swamp beast? Is it crazy? I tell you what. It's crazy. These swamp monsters get crazier and crazier. Route 27's Swamp Monster, alien-like thingy. See, what you got here is swamp gas. 
You think the stalker <laughs> and Route 27 are connected? Ooh. It's just a different part of the forest, and now it's called the Woodland Forest? I'd like to believe so. <laughs> we don't know how far it can travel. Two completely different stories connecting into different in, or into the same but universe. There are differences between the travel. stories because the other one collected skins. This one doesn't seem to. Well, actually, it took David off and just left blood. Well, we don't know if it dismembered him, skinned him, or ate him. Yeah, we don't know. It could have ate him. It gored him. I don't know. Nonetheless, that thing's creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> well, it smiled all evil. I was going to say, and it's like, it's got intelligence because it's talking. Oh, yeah. The other one didn't talk. Yeah, I was going to say, it talked to him, so that's even more wild. But what do you think? Well, let's, let's get a verdict on this one. I'm going to say it bumps. Bumps. Hey. That gets one giant screech. That is one giant screech for all mankind to hear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. that was. I like that story a lot, but that was a little short, don't you think, Riley? Yeah, I definitely don't think we can end it right now. No, I don't think so. Not by any means. So why don't we add another story? Let's do it. Okay. So, with our second story of the night, it is by Tobias Wade. Yeah, it's Tobias. I, I mean, you want you want you want to confirm? I'm pretty sure that's Tobias. Tobias Wade. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm reading that right. I haven't heard the name Tobias in a very long time. <laughs> okay. So the story is called "The Grim Reaper Scythe Isn't to Harvest You; It's to Protect You from Something on Your Journey." There is no fear as potent as the fear of the unknown. No monstrous visage discovered yet has been as terrifying as the infinite potential for horror which exists before the mask is removed. That is why we humans, in our naive misunderstanding of the universal order, are gripped by the mortal fear of death. We think it the final frontier the greatest imaginable unknown from whose numerable shores no traveler may return, and so we cling desperately onto even the most dreary and anguished lives, suffering any known evil over our release into the beyond. But death is not to be feared, because death is very well understood. We have witnessed it, caused it, measured and recorded it to the last dying spasm of neuronal flickering. Even as I lay dying, it seems silly to me that I should be afraid of the emptiness which reason promised to expect. While I was alive, I wouldn't experience death. So there was no reason to be afraid now. When I was dead, I wouldn't be capable of experiencing anything so fear still had no cause. That thought brought me great comfort, as I felt the last erratic struggle from my heart against the inevitable conclusion I approached. It wasn't until I was finally drifting off to sleep that a final intrusive doubt bubbled into my brain. What if it isn't death which we feared? What if it's what lies beyond? And so, troubled, did I slip beyond mortal understanding, stepping into a world as far forsaken by reason as I was now from life. I was still in the hospital room, but the bustle of nurses and the beeping machines lost their opac opacity, as though 
I was mirrored in swiftly descending dusk. It seemed as though every sound was an echo of what it once was, every sight a reflection. With each passing moment, the world was becoming less real. But all that sight and sound, all that being, it wasn't simply disappearing, it was transforming into a figure beside me. The less real my room became, the more real the figure was, until presently it existed in such sharp actuality that nothing beside it seemed real at all. His cloak was black, not the color black, but the essence. It was as though seeing a tiger after a lifetime of looking at a child's crude drawing and thinking that's all a tiger was. Reality flowed around his scythe like a brush through watercolors, and I could see each elementary particle and time itself sunder across its blade. Surely this, I thought, this is why we were taught without words to fear death. I clutched at my hospital blanket to cower from the intensity of the reaper's presence, but the once soft cotton now flowed like translucent mist through my hands. I knew in that moment nothing could hide me from the specter's grasp, for he was the only thing in this world. You are late. There weren't words. My head ached from the strain of this knowledge as my lateness was burned into my awareness, imparted like an inescapable law of physics as unequivocal as gravity. We don't have time for usual speech. Hurry now. I felt myself swept up around him like dirt in a hurricane. Before I knew what was happening, we were outside the hospital, moving at such a frenzied pace that the world around him blurred into a dizzying tunnel flashing light. If you're lucky, it will have gotten bored waiting for you. I had too many questions, all fighting for attention in the forefront of my brain without any making their way out. You're quiet. I admire that. Usually people ask too much. What's the point? I asked. My voice felt flat and dead compared to his overwhelming substance. How can I try to comprehend something so beyond mortal knowledge? You can't, but it's still human nature to ask. We weren't slowing. If anything, our pace was increasing. I wasn't running or flying or anything of that nature. It was more like the rest of the world was moving around us while we stood still. A vague darkness and a heavy damp smell made me guess that we'd gone underground, but I couldn't say for sure. One question then, I asked. What else is here beside you? And that is why questions are pointless. Death is not a place or a person. It's all there is. Troubling though, but made more so by the growing howl which began reverberating the rocks around me. We still seemed to be descending into the earth and the air was growing warmer and denser now. The sound continued to mount as though the world itself was suffering. Then what is it? What I'm here to protect you from. The rock split from a flash of his scythe, and the ground opened further into a sprawling cavern dominated 
by a subterranean lake. But I thought you said you were all there is. No. I said death was all there is. We weren't moving any longer. Light glinted off the scythe from the unseen source and streamed into the lake like a tributary. Once inside, the light didn't reflect or dissipate, but swirled and danced like luminescent oil. I thought you were death. Death is not a person. The light was taking a life of its own inside the water. The still surface began to churn with agnatic energy. It took my scattered mind a long while to realize that I was the energy flowing into the lake. I still felt tangled up with the figure, but we now existed as a beam of light boiling into the water. I knew I wouldn't understand, but that didn't stop me from feeling frustrated. If death is all there is, then what is it? What was waiting for me? The water pressed in around me, and I couldn't speak, although I could still draw breath somehow. It is here. Something was in the water around me. Hands grabbed me by the legs and began dragging me downward. I was amazed to even discover I had limbs again. They felt so alien to me that I was almost as though this body was not my own. Light flashed from the scythe. Then again, the hands let go, and the howling rose once more. The reaper was fighting something, although I couldn't make any sense of the battle except for the madness of the thrashing water. The howling earth reached its crescendo, and the screams made the water around me convulse and contract, like living fluid. Had the reaper cut it? Was I safe? I began to explore my new body in the water, but just when I thought I was beginning to gain control, the hands clutched me once more. I lurched downwards, struggling in vain against the impeccable grip. What is here? I tried to shout against the suffocating liquid. What is happening? But I couldn't sense the reaper's presence any longer. The heat was unbearable, but the cold depths of the hands were dragging me toward was even worse. I became, I became aware of the blinding light at the bottom of the lake, and though I struggled, the hands dragged me inexorably onward. I'm sorry. I couldn't fight it off. It seemed to be coming from so far away now. We'll try again next time. The pressure, the heat, the noise, the hands dragging me into the blinding light. I closed my eyes and screamed. I was free from the water now, but I just kept screaming. I couldn't bear to look at it. Whatever had stolen me, whatever was death but wasn't, whatever even the reaper could not defeat. Then words spoke, real human words from a real human mouth. My senses were so distraught that I couldn't make sense of them, but I'm guessing they were something like, Congratulations! He's a healthy baby boy. Most people can't remember the day they die or the day they were born. I happen to remember both, and now I know that they are the same. Whoa. Whoa. Reincarnation. Reincarnation. Or not really reincarnation, though. It's like an endless cycle. It's like being death and reborn. Reborn. Because don't you fear the reaper? <laughs> <laughs> <I> stay. <laughs>
Maybe they're telling the truth in that song. We don't know. Oh my god. That's no, crazy. I I can't even get over that. Like, that was so deep. Like on so many levels. I was not expecting it to end as him saying being reborn as his a healthy first baby memory boy. is actually being reborn. It's but okay, wild. let's let's so relate wild. this to like actual shit right now because I I'm not one to think that like possible reincarnation stuff like that is is completely out of the realm of possibility people being like you know like able to remember past lives it's happened yeah it's happened it's it's literally documented there are literal accounts of people that are like yeah i used to live in like germany back in whatever kid that was on 60 minutes yeah and you try to just prove it all you want but you can't even if the kid had access to stuff he still would not be able to like pinpoint accuracy on all the shit that he's mm-hmm. like like oh let's go check out this childhood's place oh look at this is my house oh shit yeah they actually did live here oh i know the names of all these people how does that happen how does a little kid just make that yeah up? how does that happen and like this is just saying that like say this person is actually writing their real testimony <laughs> if on this, this is forum, a real life account and testimony i mean dude, we wow. keep saying that but we we really I, don't know. I was like, gonna say that's the that's the terrible part about Reddit is it could be fake, it could be real. Probably a lot of it is garbly gook because that's what the internet is, right? But but I I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say like I think this is the most realistic story that we've probably covered yet. That in the Disney Channel, Disney World one, the Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Raven. <laughs> yeah. Well. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that one. Endless but, ride of death. Dude, that was still, like, that one too. Like, oh, man. There have been some bangers so far, though, that we've read. Yeah, I'm definitely going to say this one. Oh, I'd say this one. Bumps. It goes bump. And everyone, that's going to do it for episode 21 of What Goes Bump the Night, the sixth edition of Does It Bump? (laughs) (laughs) I had fucked butt. I love this. (laughs) And remember, folks, also, don't fear the Reaper. He's just there to help you. (laughs) That's by the Blue Oyster Cult, by the way. We don't own the rights to that music. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take us down. Please. (laughs) <laughs> okay with all that being said enough enough of that bullshitting guys you can find us on spotify podbean google music google podcast and all your special needs and wants on facebook and instagram and uh mondays and uh, thursdays for our contents yeah remember check spotify and all those places on mondays and thursdays to find the newest and the best episodes of what goes bump tell your happens. friends tell your parents yeah, remember, tell your grandparents hit that share button hit that like button Give us comments. Grow our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we do have a special announcement before we go. Merch is in production. We're getting t-shirts and stickers and other things. Yeah. But that's not available yet. So, I mean, if you guys want to get a hold of us because you want stuff, uh, give yeah. us a better idea that people are interested in this stuff. Yeah, yeah, let us know. We will add you to our very short and limited list. That's right. It's going to be a limited edition stuff. So short runs boys and girls yeah and we are getting sizes for everyone so don't feel like if you're plus sizes smaller sizes we should have a size that fits all yes all right i've had a blast and remember folks 
to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. Bye.